What's up, you rap bastards? Hey everyone, Alex here, host of Jiu-Jitsu Radio. As always, this podcast is sponsored by Choke Aloha. Get 10% off when you use the promo code Jiu-Jitsu Radio at ChokeAloha.com. They have new shirts out. I think they have a couple of, uh, of the vintage tank tops left. Use the promo code and you get 10% off your entire order. Chocoloha has been a supporter of this podcast since day one, and I can't thank them enough. Be sure to go and support them. Check them out, even if it's just liking their posts on Instagram and such. Spread the word. They're an awesome company. Uh, I wouldn't be uh, pushing them if I didn't purchase the products myself and if I didn't think that they were such awesome people to work with so my whole thing is i've always wanted to just support the positive people when it comes to jujitsu we know there's a lot of companies out there that are uh, kind of scummy and don't have really good customer support chocoloha is not like that they have some awesome merchandise and apparel and stickers and all that other stuff so check them out chocoloha.com thanks again to chocoloha now finally i have a new podcast for you guys this one's a little different than what I've been doing because time has been so constricting for me lately. I had to go to Orlando to do a photo shoot for one of my teammates from uh, Temple Martial Arts in Delray Beach. Um, they're one of my uh, schools that I train at, run by a good friend of mine who is also someone I went to high school with, uh, Brooks Burke. Check them out, Temple Martial Arts on uh, Instagram and Facebook and such. They're awesome people. Anyway, I decided last minute to go up there and carpooled with one of my professors and longtime friend, Sean Ambrosino, who's a black belt. Great guy. Loves hot dogs. Pretty funny sometimes. More funny looking than actually comedic. Anyway, we uh, decided to do it while driving up to Orlando so you'll hear a lot of background noise. I apologize for that. I can't really edit it on the equipment that I am using. I know uh, some people have uh, voiced their concerns about the audio on my podcast. I'm trying my best, guys, to up the equipment. Unfortunately, I do this for free. I don't make money on the podcast, so I can't really afford to go out and uh, buy the equipment that I know I need. Uh, I've worked in the music industry. I've done radio before. I know what I need. Unfortunately, that stuff's expensive and I don't have a soundproof studio. So I do what I can. I promise you I'll do my best to better the equipment as soon as I can. But unfortunately, I work with what I got. Either way, the drive up was awesome. The uh, contest itself didn't go our way, but I got some awesome photos that you guys can check out. If you just uh, hit up my Instagram page, Sonder Marketing, please be sure to follow the Jiu-Jitsu Radio podcast uh, Instagram page. Share with your friends. Share the podcast with your friends. Every little bit helps in uh, having the podcast move forward. I do have quite a few people interested in jumping onto the podcast, and I'm trying my best to get them on. Uh, the next couple of weeks are going to be still a little bit busy for me because I have Titan FC 45. Uh, if you guys don't know, I handle the digital marketing 
and the uh, the photography and video for Titan FC. So it does take up a lot of my time as we get closer to fight night. I have a blast doing it. I get to work with some amazing people. I get to work with some amazing fighters. I actually ran into a Titan FC fighter, the uh, two-belt champ, Jose Shorty Torres, and hopefully I can get him to jump on the podcast uh, when we get closer to the fight night. Again, I have a bunch of other people lined up, uh, all time willing, and uh, obviously schedules click, but... Once again, I want to thank everybody who takes the time to just come up and say that they enjoyed the podcast. Um, I know I kind of play it off, but it actually means a lot to me when someone takes the time to say that to me. And even if you guys have bad stuff to say about the podcast, tell me. To me, it's all constructive criticism. You can even tell me to fuck off for all I care, but to me, I take it as constructive criticism. So thank you to each and every one of you who have come up and given me your opinions and compliments on the podcast. Please, once again, guys, take your time to share it. Share it and tag companies and um, jiu-jitsu fighters or MMA fighters or anybody uh, that would be relatively close to the sport of jiu-jitsu that you think would be fun to have on the podcast, and I will do my best to get them on. I try not to do the whole radio conferencing thing just because it's a pain in the ass and you don't really get to have the the face-to-face and the real interaction uh, with the person that I think is really necessary to have a good uh, podcast. Anyway, enough of me talking. Here is the Jiu-Jitsu Radio Podcast with my good friend Sean Ambrosino on the road to Orlando. gentlemen welcome to the jiu-jitsu radio podcast live on the road this is alex and today i'm joined by the driver black belt shauna ambrosino say hi sean hi sean hi sean we are actually on the road right now we are heading up to orlando florida because one of our guys is uh competing at the ikf kickboxing tournament uh we thought he was going to compete today, but they pushed him back to tomorrow because evidently they don't have enough people to fight him. So now we're just taking a leisurely cruise up to Orlando. Figured it'd be a good time to do a podcast since I've been uh, kind of uh, busting my ass the last couple of weeks. It's been a tough couple of weeks, especially after the after my car accident. I know Sean's been having a tough uh, couple of weeks as well. So I figure we might as well go have some fun. Have some fun, talk about jiu-jitsu, talk about movies. Talk about bullshit. Talk about bullshit. Actually, I gotta catch up on a lot of fucking movies. I went and saw Baby Driver last weekend. For what? It was awesome. For what? I don't even know what the fuck it's about. You know, exactly. That's stupid, I'm not gonna watch that shit. No, no, it was awesome. No, I'm good. It was incredible. Uh, And what's funny is, is like, I kept seeing the, not, not a lot of, uh, what are they called, previews for it. Yeah. But when I, you know, the ones I saw, I was like, man, this looks rad. It had a great cast. Kevin Spacey, uh, Jamie Fox, uh, John Hamm. It just it had a great cast. 
And um, so I went, I was like, I gotta go see this movie. And if you check on like uh, Flickster or whatever, dude, it's got 93s all across the board by critics and, and fans. Fuck critics, I don't give a shit about yeah, I don't, critics. I don't give a shit about critics either. But I always go by what the fans say. And Look, fans man, love this shit. I learned a long time ago, people's opinions on movies fucking sucks. This movie was awesome. So, that was a good one. Excuse me. And what I love about that movie is nobody really... Gives a shit about it? Gives a shit about it, but it's still doing good. And it's written by one of the guys who I love, which is Edgar Wright, which did, you know, Hot Fuzz, Shot of the Dead, right. all that shit. So, right. it was awesome. I loved it. Did you know that Planet of the Apes came out? Yes, I did. War for the Planet of the Apes? And you went to go see Baby Driver? Yes, I did. So, uh... Because here's what I know. You, when you expect your man card well, to come here, back Here's what I know. The reason I went and saw Baby Driver instead of War of the Planet of the Apes uh, was simply because I don't know how much longer Baby Driver was going to be in the movies because... It sucks? No. It's awesome. But because it's a, it came out a couple weeks before that, and I know Planet of the Apes will be in the theaters for weeks. Nah, it'll be probably like another two weeks. And yeah, out. and I can catch it by then. Yeah. And nobody will be watching it with me, and I can go in there and chill... You know what I'd rather watch than watch Baby Driver? Despicable Me 3. I'd rather watch that crap. I did see that. I saw that with uh, Tom and the Kids. See? Much better movie, I'm sure. No, it wasn't, The guy from South Park's in there. No, what was really cool, the bad guy in Despicable Me 3 is my favorite bad guy ever. But he's, uh, it's the guy from, uh, is it Trey Parker? From uh, South Park? I have no idea, but he was awesome. It's one of the guys from South Park. He was like, awesome. Yeah. Like, it looked pretty funny on the previews. Uh, I still gotta watch Wonder Woman. You that, know what I was thinking? I was fucking, this morning, I went to go have breakfast with my dad. And we started watching TV. And an awesome movie came out, which, even though I don't think it's the best out of the whole series of the movies, I would still give that movie, like, a lot more credit. The thing is, is that everybody's, like, flipping out over fucking Wonder Woman. And there was female hero way better than Wonder Woman. Like, if you're giving me shit, let's say it's the end of the world, I am going to take Sigourney Weaver from Aliens over Wonder Woman any day. That's just ludicrous. Why? Because Sigourney Weaver and Aliens is just a person. A Wonder Woman is a god. So if the end of the world is coming... Don't care. Sigourney Weaver's a badass. She would not fit. And she's she sexy as hell. What? You're telling me you don't think that Sigourney Weaver's sexy as hell? No. No. Ghostbusters, Sigourney Weaver, not sexy? No, there's only two times I've seen Sigourney Weaver be kind of sexy. Ghostbusters. Right, exactly. And Galaxy Quest. Right, okay. That's so, it. Yeah, and That's those it. movies are like 30 years apart. Regardless. Okay, no, thank they're you. They're not that, they're thank not 30 you. years apart, they're like 20 years apart. And she sits there and she walks around with a fucking flamethrower. Yeah, she looked terrible. She was like on a freaking planet. She like, looked filled terrible. with guys. She looked and she still terrible saved in those the day. movies. You know what? I enjoyed Aliens. Aliens 3, the one that was yeah. on the prison planet. Yeah. Dude, I liked that one. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, no, but I But it wasn't that even one. that good. It wasn't that good, but I liked it. I liked the idea that they were on a prison planet. You know who was in that movie that's totally, that totally got fucked? Rock. Rock. Rock was awesome. How fucking bad does that suck where you're like, you had the nickname Rock for the ever, and then The Rock comes out, it's yeah. like, nobody knows you as Rock anymore. Yeah, no one, but I'll always know that dude is Rock. It's like Daniel Charles, Sutton. Charles Sutton. Sutton? Yeah, Charles Sutton. Charles Sutton. Yeah. 
And but dude, that scene where he, that his death scene yeah. was one of the raddest death scenes He's like, ever. Oh fuck it, I'm gonna stay here. You motherfucker. That movie is like, like I don't like it because I don't like the way that they shot like the the scenes of viewing from the point of view of the alien. Right. Like I think that's kind of bullshit. That kind of defeats the mist, like the mysticism of how the aliens just kind of like moves. But everything else, it wasn't that bad. Here's my thing. All right. Here's my argument why that movie is bullshit. They kill that alien by dipping it in molten lead, right? And that didn't kill it. So it comes back and then they go dump ice cold water on it and it cracks apart. Like, it shouldn't really kill it. If the thing has acid for blood... Well, it's science. It's, it's what they did is they, they broke the... You super you superheat something, then you super cool right. it. But they thought that the molten lead was going to kill the alien. Right. Well, so they had to improvise. So it's like, wait a minute. Why would you think the molten lead is going to kill an animal whose blood is literally acid? Well, because if it's something that's coated in lead and it dries, it ain't going to move. Your blood is acid. I think you could take a shot. I think yeah, you could you, take a hit here and there. Yeah, but you would have that it would have to get through your your skin or what what is it the the exoskeleton the exoskeleton to, to burn the lead. If you could freeze something in molten lava, let it cool. Especially heat heat will get damn. Dude, think about this. They got rid of they got rid of the Terminator and I'm putting him in. in uh, That's different though. He is metal, so they melt him down. Yeah, but that should that should have happened with a with an alien. But again, it's alien biology. We don't know what the see. But you're thinking about the T1000, where they had to freeze him. He fell. He broke apart, melted, got back together, and then they had to melt him. And then they melted the T the T800 series too. Yeah. Did you watch Genesis? No. That's the biggest load of shit ever. That movie is so Wait, wait, garbage. which one was Genesis? That's the last one that came out. The one where he comes back and he's like aged. Like the Terminator's aged, like uh, Arnold with gray hair and stuff. Yeah, they're doing alternate timelines yeah. and shit like that. But yeah. you know what? That's the thing with time with time travel movies is you can do things with alternate timelines. I fucking Time Cop. I still gotta watch that. I never watched Time Cop. You never saw Time Cop? John Claude Van Damme? That was cool. No, I haven't watched that shit. What else? For, I still, I still have to watch. For a split second, Jean Claude Van Damme could have been. Jean like, Claude Van Damme. John. John. Okay, Claude. I thought you just threw yourself yeah. in the movie. That, that, like, he had some cool movies. Like, what was the the one movie where he got stuck? Where he got um, Double Dragon? Him and uh, or was it Double Double Team? Double Team was that him with and him? Uh, what's his face? Dennis Rodman. Oh God. That movie was legit. <laughs> <laughs> That but was the biggest load of time shit. Time Cop wasn't a bad movie. You know what movie? Bloodsport. Bloodsport was Blood, shit. You want to know? Coming out movies that don't get a lot of don't get heralded a lot as as good movies, but was a pretty good movie. Sticking in the same genre. Right. Eraser. That's the Schwarzenegger. Oh yeah, that movie was with the those shit. Guns, with that yeah. Movie. That movie was the shit, and that's like when they introduced... That was like the first movie I remember that they introduced a new cell phone specifically for. It was the Nokia something or other, but like he had it in the in the, in the the movie, and they like released it just the time with the movie. I did not know that. Yeah. And uh, what's her name? Vivica Fox is in it? No. Yeah. No, it's the other one. Williams. The Vanessa Williams. Vanessa Williams. Yeah, they're both hot. They're both amazing. That movie, yeah, that movie was pretty good. You know what was another one he did? 
that nobody remembers was, uh, was it The Sixth, Sixth Day? Day? Yeah, that movie was pretty good. That movie was pretty fucking demented. And that was like around the same time as... Uh, well, he had two that came out right around the same time that neither one did well. One was, was The those. Sixth Day. And then it was Eraser. No, the no, Eraser no. Eraser came up No, before. there was another one where it was like an apocalyptic... And well, I that can't... was Sixth Day. It was apocalyptic. No, Sixth Day was the one with the clones. No, Sixth Day was the devil one. Was the one where he's like fighting like the devil and stuff. That's what I'm saying. It came around the same time as Devil's well, Advocate. No, he had he but he had one where it was clones, and I almost I was where it was clones. Where he was it had to do with a clone twins. No, <laughs> but I thought I thought it, that was the one that was called the Sixth Day. There was two of them. No, no, no. There's a uh, there's Eraser. Let's see here. I'll look it up. I'll use your phone. You drive. Um, no, Six Day was good. I remember I had like a fucking poster. Jesus, man. I'm trying to go through your phone. You have so much shit. Where the hell is your Safari? Internets. Where? Internet. You got like... Right around the bottom. Oh, there you go. All right. I got you. Um, what else was good? No, I still have to watch uh, Batman vs. Superman. I was disappointed. Why? Just disappointed. Well, I mean, fucking Ben Affleck is Batman. No, I, you know what? I... I I buy Ben Affleck as Batman because they're, they're because they're using the older bat the older version of Batman. Because Batman sucks and so does Ben Affleck. Batman does not suck. You might find yourself walking home. Hands down, who's the best Batman of all time? Christian Bale. The wrong. Me. Wrong. If you say Michael Keaton, no, I'm gonna punch you in the face. Very wrong. Come on, one more guess. Kurt Ward. That's the one that did fucking the animated series. Who? The one that did the voice for Batman the animated series that was on Fox. Well, yeah, that that's the greatest Batman of all time. Greatest I, Batman of all time. Dude, I so I was in I was going to school. I'm not gonna tell you what year. I was in college, but uh, I'm not gonna tell you what year because I don't want to date myself. But I had a class at five o'clock. End of days. That's why I got end it wrong. End of days. Yes. End of days was the devil one. Six, Six days day was the clones. clones. Yeah, right. you're right. Yeah, you're right. But I used to watch that show. It used to come on at four o'clock, and I would watch that show oh, as a shit. college student. That that show was so good. It, it was for nobody can tell me that show wasn't meant for adults. Oh, it was the best. You know the best episode of all time on that one? There's two. There was two good episodes. There's a bunch of. I, I, I mean, granted, there was a ton of good episodes. One when he gets stuck in with like the puzzle master, where it had the flying hand. He's like. Oh, that was a, he was stuck in the maze. Doesn't ring a bell. Oh man, that one and when Rashad Ghoul comes back, and he do like a whole like it was like a two or three parter with like Rashad Ghoul, and he like throws him off in like a volcano. That was fucking like, see you don't know. Yeah, not well, about that life. Well, I was about that life, but again, that was. Speaking of which, you know what I found out this morning is coming back. They're bringing back Rocco's Modern Life. Yeah, I heard that. But I didn't... Rocco's Modern Life was... I had nothing to do with that. Yeah, that was after your time. That's not my time. That was my time. I heard that that on Reddit. Yeah, no, it's coming back. By the way, anybody that's listening to this podcast, if you don't... If you're not on Reddit... You have a life. Well, yeah, A, you have a life, but B, you know nothing. Because everything that's worth knowing is on Reddit. I don't get where people have all that fucking time, man. 
Oh, I don't have the time to sit there on Reddit all day. I do when I poop. I'm answering emails at that time. Uh, I don't need to do that. Yeah. Like, I can't sit there on Reddit. Like, maybe once in a while, like, if I'm in between, like, doing stuff on the laptop, I'll, like, go look at Reddit and see what kind of goof I never look on. at Reddit on, on the laptop. If I'm on my laptop, I'm working. If I'm on I'm my on my phone, laptop all the time. This is, like, probably the only time you're going to catch me not on my laptop is when I'm driving. And I was even going to break it out now so I could do some work, but I don't have Wi-Fi. I still got to watch that. Yeah, I think Ben Affleck is fucking Batman was bullshit. No, like, the second they announced it, it's like, fuck you, man. Well, no, if, if you watch, or if you were a fan of Dark Knight Returns... I like the Dark Knight Returns. I hate Ben Affleck. That's terrible. That's 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 a problem you have. I think Ben Affleck's playing a doing a great job. The only time I liked Ben Affleck was in Dogma. Dogma. That's it. Like, what else did he do that was could have been remotely good? Phantoms, yo. Right. Yeah, he was great in Goodwill Hunting. I watched like 30 minutes of that. Goodwill Hunting is yeah. incredible. Oh, wait, no. That's the one with Robin Williams, right? Yeah. Yeah, I did watch that. No. Fuck Ben Affleck. Fuck him as Batman. Such bullshit. Like, it's bad enough if you want to get into the argument that Batman could defeat Superman. But if you're going to tell me Ben Affleck Batman is going to defeat Superman, you can eat a fat dick. Well, you're not going to get that from me. I'm like... Don't, don't spoil know. it for me, but... I have no problem suspending my ability to believe, or, or I try to not look at, okay, this isn't Ben Affleck while I'm watching this movie. Right. Look, nothing I, nothing I can do about it. The guy's in the movie. Right. Not that I can care less one way or another about him, Ben Affleck, whether he's in a movie or not. But my whole thing is, is can you play the character correctly? And he has. He's played the character correctly. And no. You can't go from Christian Bale Batman to fucking Ben Affleck Batman. Different, different universes. And that's the whole thing about DC Comics is they're doing these things. Yeah, they're every, switching Every year, I think it's doing it every year or something like I don't know. Yeah. But they're doing Reborn. They'll, like, they'll they, get like different they artists. Re, they reset everything yeah. every year. It's so weird. I mean, I get it. It's cool. You know, actually, speaking of Batman, you know what I finally watched that was like, that kind of pissed me off was uh, The Killing Joke. Have you seen that? Oh, yeah. The one you saw on Netflix? Yeah. Yeah. I was so fucking pissed off at that whole fucking, like, I guess, movie, like, animated movie. That's the biggest load of bullshit ending ever. You might as well just spit in my face and take $10 from me, and that's, like, what I got. Well, that's what the book happened in the book. The book was yeah critically acclaimed. If I wanted to read the fucking book, I would have read the book. I want to watch a movie. I want a good fucking movie. You know who did a bullshit ending like that, too? Ong Bak. It was Ong Bak 2, I think it was. I never saw Ong Bak. Oh, my God. It was the biggest little bullshit ever. Bro, you want to watch it. The movie is, like, pretty good. Have you seen the first one? Yeah, yeah. All right. So the first one was awesome. Second one, like, the scenes, like, you could tell they kind of ripped off some of, like, the fight scenes and stuff. It's pretty cool. The story was awesome. Weird. Also, uh, the protector. The protector is amazing. Okay, but anyways. But that's why, like, it pissed me off. This movie is... I even forget the whole fucking storyline. I think he was, like, saving elephants again or some bullshit. That's Protector, but, not Ong Bak. No, 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 he did it in Ong Bak, too. 
And I walked through and yeah. saved elephants again? Yeah, I'm telling you. So, like, it was, like, some weird guy. Like, he's, like the fight scenes are awesome. Like, usual, like, Tony Jaa, the fight scenes are awesome. No problem. The very fucking end, he's, like, having this massive battle with, like, 100 people. And he's, like, surrounded. And all of a sudden, it goes to, like, a black screen. And it says, like, this bullshit fucking things, like, oh, the the battle can go pretty much any way you want. It's like, it's like a fucking uh, Hardy Boys novel where you, like, make up your own ending. I fucking wanted to punch my TV so bad. It's like, he literally, like, you watch this whole fucking movie for an hour and a half, and all of a sudden they're like, poof. Do you remember the end of Hero? With uh, Jet Li? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a rad ending. That was a great movie. That movie... That movie was so stunningly beautiful. Yeah. As far as the shots and the colors that they used. I want to say it took like a couple of years to shoot. Like I know they have the the one scene when they're fighting in the lake. If you guys never watched Hero, watch Hero with Jet Li. Um, and then uh, what's her name from uh, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon? She's in there. It is visually speaking, like the cinematography and everything. I would put it up to the level of. The new Mad Max. Uh, it doesn't have the explosions and stuff like that, but like visually, like speaking, they did such an amazing job at just like the places that they shot, how they shot it. It was great. Um, right, enough about fucking bullshit movies. So, here's a question I got for you. So, we've seen this before. We talked about this before. There's more and more people from other martial arts coming into jiu-jitsu, right? So, I want to say like a year ago, two years ago, something like that, a brown belt judo girl competed in a jiu-jitsu tournament as a white belt, and she basically just demolished everybody. She ran through. I saw another one the other day where I think the guy was a, a brown belt in judo, just fucking throwing, competing as a white belt in a jiu-jitsu tournament, throwing this kid, like, with a seonagi, just fucking chucking him, slamming him, and of course, he won everything. You're a, you're a black belt. Yeah. I'm a blue belt. Obviously, your opinion can have more depth than mine, but to me, that's fucking bullshit, and the people that do that are fucking scumbags. Well, here, I don't know if you remember a couple years ago, the one of the, the one tournament that, that is one of the term, tournaments you did. Eddie went against a guy. Was it Eddie? I want to say it was no, it was somebody else. Went against a guy that ended up being a black belt in, in Trudeau. And whoever he was going against was a white belt at the time. And he got tossed all over the place. Uh, Manny got so angry yelling at the guy. He's like, Dude, he's a black belt. So any black belt that comes into the jiu-jitsu world yeah. should automatically... So it, they're automatically at a rank of blue belt. No. I was just... I, so I did the research on this. In, uh, I believe it's IBJJF, anybody that's a brown belt or higher in judo automatically uh, competes at a purple belt level. Really? In jiu-jitsu. Well, I, yeah. well and here, here's... I do have a problem with that. That's sandbagging. That's well, sandbagging well, yeah, no matter yeah. what you look at it. But my problem... So... If, you, if you're... 
here's the thing is, is judo people are they learn a lot of the same locks as, as well as they change it. yeah well they like because of the olympics if it had to change like the like not just the olympics but the the judo federation because before it used to be just the throws and then they it went down to like throws and you had to be able to pin down well it, well, it comes to it comes to, if you if you if you do the throw and they land on their back that's right. it. That's the end of that's the end of that match. But if you now, do the throw and they don't land on their back, then you have twenty seconds to submit or or pin them down or whatever. Right. But now the rule is for, for judo from, from what I remember is you have to like you have to submit them in like less amount of time. Like you, you basically have to do it. It's it's the first quarter of a jujitsu match. You throw and then you have to like instantly submit. Which is like Okay, that's cool and all for judo, but if you're a black belt, brown belt, whatever in judo and you're coming into a white belt division jiu-jitsu tournament, even like blue belt, like that's fucked up, man. No, like, no, that that it's not it's unfair. It's an unfair advantage. But here's the thing though. Do you know how long it takes you to get a black belt in jiu-jitsu and judo? How long? About four years. Yeah, but I mean, let's not undermine the like toughness. Of I'm, what it takes I'm not. To... I'm not undermining the toughness, but what I'm saying is, four years is not a long time. Yeah, where... but I mean, again, what they have to learn is they have tons of throws, sure, but what from happened, my what... point of view, I think theirs is like a fraction of what we have to learn in jujitsu because we have to learn the throws, the submissions, the guard passes, all that stuff, right? Yeah. So. Isn't that still kind of like you have less things to learn? I think you'd probably be better off. I mean, it's not like we're talking about taekwondo or karate or something. Yeah, I. Well, the thing is, is, is it's still four years on the mat. If you got your black belt, yeah. I think, I think maybe, maybe it should. Tr what should happen is they should get however many years they've been practicing judo. Right. That's the, that might be their rank in in. No, nah, you still can't do that. All right, hold on. We uh, we gotta take a break because we just gotta hit up a rest stop. We gotta get some gas and some food, and we'll... and we're back. It got cut off there a little bit at the end because we had to hit up the rest stop, grab some uh, grub real quick. Uh, now we're back on the road. We just passed Yeehaw Junction. For those of you that don't know, because you've never been to Florida, Yeehaw Junction was like an old. I guess that was like a trade spot, right? At one point, yeah. Yeah, it was like where people would stop and trade with. Uh, the Florida native uh, Seminole. Seminoles. Uh, it's cool, but they tore it down. Like, I don't know if you drove past it, but they tore down this like ancient building from like the 40s or 50s. There's a gas station there now. Yeah. And, if you, a, and if you like boiled peanuts. Oh, that's the spot, actually, yeah. They got some legit boiled peanuts. Uh, where did we leave off? I forget what we were talking about. Talking about judo. Oh, yeah. Judo practitioners in the jiu-jitsu world. Fucking bullshit. If you're sandbagging, if you're a brown belt, a black belt in judo, and you compete at a white belt level or even blue belt level in jiu-jitsu tournaments, you're a fucking scumbag, and I'll tell you that to your face. I don't give a fuck. I don't care who you are. That's bullshit. That's fucking... That's stupid. Like, why would you do that? Like, I don't think there's any real mix anywhere else. Like, there's no... There's no... There's no belt ranking, really, in Muay Thai. But, like, you wouldn't sit there and be... Let's say if there was, you wouldn't be a black belt in Muay Thai... And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, you're going to go in Taekwondo, like, at a white belt and compete in a Taekwondo tournament right. at a white belt. Or, yeah, exactly. You're not going to, it, this, see, the problem is, is there's, 
biggest problem with jiu-jitsu, period, is ego. I was going to say it's the lack of an actual sanctioning body. Well, IBJJF is as uh, close as we can get to one, but now. the bottom line is, is it comes down to ego. Ego's the biggest problem in jiu-jitsu. The reason why a bl- uh, black belt in judo will compete at white belt in jiu-jitsu or blue belt in jiu-jitsu. Because he doesn't want to lose? Because he doesn't want to lose. He did com- nobody competes to lose. Yeah. So, but instead of being honorable, they take the easy way, they take the easy way to the Yeah, goal. but I mean, look at what happened to the, that Taekwondo, I think it was a Taekwondo black belt, right? Was it a Taekwondo black belt, a karate black belt that signed up for IBJJF tournament? Oh at black yeah, I belt. remember. I remember that a couple years. There's ago. a couple. There's a couple like that where like he ended up having to go up against like Andre Galvao, and there's video of it. If you guys just look it up, like Galvao clowns black belt, and he's literally like break dancing on this guy's back and just like kicks him onto the floor and stuff because it was a joke. It was like disrespectful. It's 100% disrespectful for the guy to come in and think he can compete at of black belt level like from any other like martial arts style and think you're gonna go up against fucking Gao Pao or any of those guys like no way that's just disrespectful if you wouldn't want that in your tournaments why would you do that in jiu-jitsu like so whatever like that's my thing like I saw that the other day it pissed me off it like pissed me off when that chick did it too it's just disrespectful like you shouldn't be allowed I didn't, see, I didn't see him it was a couple of years ago um it had to be like one or two years ago, but yeah, it happened. Um, speaking of which, are you competing at World's Masters this year? Yeah, I don't think so. Why? I haven't been healthy enough. Yeah. And I, I got, know that feeling. I haven't been healthy enough. I, I just got over a bad back. Literally just got over a bad back. I've got a wrist issue going on. i got to sleep with a wrist brace right now. Um, it just popped up out of nowhere. I didn't hurt it. Yeah. Um, it's probably sitting on the computer too long. And... Uh, what the uh, doctor says it's tendonitis, really nothing I can do. Yeah, it's that's from sitting on the computer too long. You gotta like change your positioning. I had to do that like a couple years ago from like when I was ta- talking to you about about uh, when I worked at a computer. No, like, mine's my muscle, my bones are getting out of out of place. Right. I'm telling you, it's like it hurts like right there. I'm telling you, it's from sitting there. Well, on the it computer. started here, then it moved up here. Yeah, it's just tendonitis, like, but it's coming from like the position that you're sitting in on the computer. I had that when I was sitting there working. Uh, at my old university, I was uh, a computer tech, and I would sit on the computer all day, and I noticed, like, man, my wrists started to feel, like, really weak, and my hands would start feeling weak, and it's it's a mixture of tendonitis and carpal tunnel. Like, it doesn't seem like it, but if you start switching your position, like, I guarantee you it'll, like, within, like, a two weeks, you'll feel, like, a million times better. But it is getting better, but, it, but I haven't been able to train. Yeah. And I just got a lot on my plate, you know, yeah. professionally. Yeah. Personally, it's just too much, too many distractions. If I want to, if I'm going to do the worlds, I'm going to do it. Yeah. No. I clear headed with a with a you know with a with a specific you know training camp behind it, not just something I'm just going to do on a whim. Yeah. Um. Speaking of tournaments, this weekend is the Gracie Pro, and uh, Haja Gracie is going to be competing against uh, Bushesha. For uh, their, I guess, final uh, bragging rights. Uh, I think Hodger made it pretty clear that this is going to be his like last jiu-jitsu tournament. Like his last jiu-jitsu match. Uh, Bushesha is going to get more into MMA. 
So it's actually going to be a pretty, uh, pretty dope tournament to, to catch if you guys catch it. It's on uh, Flow Grappling. They don't sponsor this, but uh, you know I'll give them props because they're doing more and more for jiu-jitsu to, ex uh, to expand it. They've been doing like flow. They have like flow wrestling now. And they all have, they have all kinds of. They have, they have all kinds of stuff. I just saw this. You know, they have documentaries on on people. Yeah. I, I just I, what was funny was is I was watching a uh, YouTube video the other day and it came up a commercial for. Yeah. And I was like, where did they? I wasn't watching jujitsu. I was watching like I, I pulled up the trailer to the new Star Trek show that's right. coming out. And flow grappling came on. Now, now they had like flow marching band or flow drum whatever where like they do the uh, is it like DNC competitions where it's uh, the drum uh, drum court competitions it's like what the fuck is this I thought someone was like playing a prank on me I thought it was just like a video someone made up but no they're they're separating in a lot of different ways I mean power to them I'm not gonna fucking watch it but you know more power to them uh, yeah, if there's a market out there why yeah. not why not but they're doing it right though they're like they're expanding they're giving people more more bang for their buck really um they did reach out to me once or twice about like trying to do uh photos for different events in south florida and things just didn't link up um uh, speaking of which this next couple of weeks are gonna be nuts for me i gotta photograph uh titan fc and film for titan fc 45 coming up in uh august 18th i think it is 16th 18th something like that so it's gonna be pretty like nutty I guess it's probably like the last week I don't really have off for a while until that's over with. My birthday's in August, by the way. So, you know, if you feel like buying me something, go for it. Yeah, what, what was it you got me for my birthday? Not a fucking thing. Thanks. Actually, no. <laughs> I take that back. I did get you that thing from uh, from Manderley Silva's job. <laughs> so that the, counts. The dick sock. The dick sock. All right. So it sounds super awkward, but here's the story. So last year, I was traveling um, and filming for work. And uh, a good friend of mine, uh, my mentor, Ryan Loco, asked me if I wanted to come and help him out while he was photographing at Vanderlei Civil's old gym in Las Vegas, because I was in Vegas at the time. So I was like, yeah, for sure. I mean, I'm never going to pass up sitting there like, and uh, hanging out with a friend of mine and you know, watching my mentor do his thing. So I'm just hanging out at the gym, and I forget the, the owner, the gym owner's name now, which I kind of feel like an asshole, but he's a good guy. He was an old fighter. Um, and at the front door, there was a table, like one or two tables with just random shit that they were selling, like random old shit that was just out there for sale. It's like actually my phone case that I have on the phone right now, there's like tape, all kinds of stuff, like shirts. Um, and then I see in this bin, and there was these little like tube shaped like test tube shaped like socks with Vanderlei Silva's logo on there and I'm like uh what the fuck is this and they're like look man I don't know everybody's tried to guess people said they were like baby socks people think it's like for your cell phone I was like man this is a dick sock like no shut the fuck up like I'm dead serious bro this is a dick sock like someone made a sock for their dick cause these aren't baby socks there's no way that these are baby socks and it's just this little like test tube shaped like cloth and with Vanderlei Silva's like gym logo on there. It's like, oh, like how much are these? Like, I think it was like a dollar. It's like, I'll take them all. I'm gonna ship these out to all my friends because this is gonna be hilarious. So I started handing out dick socks to everybody. <laughs> that was so bad. I think I still have one I gotta give to Tom. 
So I gotta get, I gotta ship his up there. So Tom, if you're listening, check the mail, buddy. Uh, what? I just, that just reminded me, somewhere in my house, and I don't know where, is a dick sock. No, is a penis pump. Oh yeah, there's the penis pump story. Oh my god. <laughs> that was the last time we took a road trip. We did that, so we were, all right, because this is just getting weird. There's way too much dick jokes going on right now, but we were driving up to um, Hinata Tavares School for a seminar with Foster. Yes. Foster came down to do a seminar fundraiser for for uh, for Mario Morales and the, the Morales family. And on the way up, I was on Groupon, and I was like, "Oh my God, Groupon has a dick pump for ten bucks." It's like, who wants to chip in? And we'll send it to our friend Tom. So everyone said they chipped in, but I ended up paying for it. So now I got a fucking dick pump on my credit card. That's always cool. So we shipped it out, and I was actually at the house. I told you that, right? Yeah. I was, I was at his house while the package came in, and I was just dying, trying to hold my laughter in, waiting for him to open it. And he's like talking to his wife. To his wife, he's like, Terry, did you order something? No, I didn't order. It's like it's 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 from Groupon. Like I don't remember ordering anything from Groupon. And I'm just sitting there in the, like by the kitchen counter, like, you should open it. It's got your name on it. Clearly, it's for you. <laughs> so the next thing you know, they open it up, and he's like, it took him like a good 10, 15 seconds to realize what it was, because first it was like the tube, and then the pump section of it. And then he's like, oh, you son of a bitch. He's like, you understand that this is coming back to you, right? So this was three years ago? Two or three years ago, yeah. It's yeah. like, it's got a good three years ago. So he just took the penis pump, stashed it away in his closet. Tom moves away, like the whole family moves away. And uh, you go up the week before I did. So Sean goes up to see Tom and the family. And next thing you know, he leaves the same day that I get to uh, their new place. And he's like, oh, you won't believe what I just did. I'm like, why, what happened? He's like, I just dropped off Sean. And I put this in his luggage, and he took a photo of it, and he put the like the penis pump in your fucking backpack or in your bag. No, in my bag. In the, like to get checked in, but you didn't get stopped. No, but I got it went through the X-ray machine. <laughs> it went through the X-ray. So you didn't know until you got home. I didn't know until I opened the bag and I got home that I had a penis pump with me the whole time. I mean, it would have been better if they stopped you, and then you had to explain it. But that would have probably been bad for you. So, but I mean, either way, it's funny as shit, because you just showed up, you open the bag, what the fuck is this? So now I have a bad feeling I'm the last one in line to get the revenge back on. So I know at some point or another, it's going to end up in one of my bags. So just so you guys know ahead of time, it's not mine. It's clearly Tom's. It's Tom's dick pump. It's it's, it's Tom's dick pump. Not that that makes it any better. Um, So, the Gracie Pros this weekend fight to win was last night and actually oh you know what I did want to talk to you about you saw everything that happened with Amanda Nunez uh what do you mean where like where she like bailed out of the fight yeah, last yeah, night yeah 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 but do you know what happened she's pregnant no 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 definitely not um but like did you hear everything that went back and forth yeah like like she wasn't feeling good and she had some kind of she had chronic sinusitis that's what she says yes so she went to the doctor the doctor said you're fine yep she's like well I don't feel good like her coach has said that 
she wasn't keeping her balance. She couldn't keep her balance. She couldn't find, which I 100% believe. Like, I 100% believe, like, she was not at the top of her game. Like, because Amanda Nunez is the last person I would sit there and say she would get scared of Bailey. Like, there's no, like, I can't believe that. Would Dana White claim, he's like, oh, she was scared. She bailed out. It's like, there's, I would never see that. Well, I, yeah, you can say yes or no. I mean, I can see, like, you know, some people are superstitious. And if something starts going wrong, and then all of a sudden, everything, a lot of things start going wrong in a row, they might start going, oh, shit. No, I don't think so. Because I've seen... I mean, it's, you know, you're talking about uh, Mike Brown and Pahumpa and, like, uh, Alex Davis and stuff. They have their fighters, like, well-being, 100%. But they don't coddle their people. They never coddle, like, their fighters. No, but they are, the bottom line is they are human beings and they are, you know, they are... I have a different uh, theory of what happened. All right, let's hear your theory. I think she did have the chronic sinusitis. I have chronic sinusitis, like, I've had it, when it hits you, it hits you fucking hard, like, for people that, like, if you never had, like, a serious, like, sinus infection, it's, like, it's fucking dangerous shit, man, like, it it feels, it starts to feel almost like, uh, like you're having, like, a really bad fever, but everything is just in your head, like, you know your body's feeling okay, but, like, you'll start getting chills, and, like, you just, you're on your ass, there's nothing you can do, it's like, the whole world could catch on fire, you're not gonna give a shit. So I think she did have that. She didn't feel that good. But that wasn't the real reason why she bailed out. I think, because that was supposed to be a huge card. Cowboy and Robbie were going to fight. Right. Like, Cowboy had to cancel because he got a staph infection and he messed up his knee or whatever. And, like, I think another fight ended up getting canceled. So... She was, like, I think it was probably going to be, like, it was her first pay-per-view fight where she was going to get points, I think. Like, I'm just speculating. If she was going to get points on her first pay-per-view, like, that would have been the worst fucking card to do it. So not only are you sick and you risk losing the title because you're sick, but you're going to get jack shit paid for it. Because, like, I saw the numbers this morning. It was, they just squeaked 150,000 pay-per-view buys, which is nothing. Which is nothing for a UFC fight. That's the same numbers as Bellator. So you can't tell me that a championship fight for UFC is going to get the same numbers as a Bellator fight. Like, it just, that's not, that's not right market. Even with the new management. So my theory is that she saw that, like, I'm not going to get paid jack shit for this. I risk losing the belt because I'm sick. I might as well go out and wait till the next one to get paid. And that's probably what pissed Dana off. And instead of sitting there and saying, like, this card is shit and she didn't want to be on this card to get shit, he's like, that's why he said you'll never headline another pay-per-view card again to keep her from getting those pay-per-view points like that. That or they just didn't want, you know, they don't want to invest money in a, in a, in a fighter who was there, showed up, and the doctor said was fine and refuses to fight. But see, that's what I think is bullshit because Aldo fucking bailed out so many times on fights. Not to die of. Oh, the week of. How's that? It's not that much different. Week of and the night of isn't that much different. It's tougher for the girls, though, because I found this out. The girls have to go through all the same tests as the guys do, but they also have to do uh, pregnancy tests. So they, But that test takes 72 hours. So that's why, like, Joanna Jacek 
wanted to, she's like, I'll take the fight right now, I'll take the fight right now. And the only reason why Dan, Dana said no is because there wasn't enough time for the test to come back. You see what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, because it happened in 24 hours from the fight. Not even, less. I find it hard to believe that they can't go with a pregnancy test. Pee on a stick. Well, that's not as accurate. It's like USADA and everything, like the commission, the Nevada State Athletic Commission has to go, like, certain tests. Which I totally understand because... No, I get it. It's... There was a fighter... I want to say it was Invicta. Yeah. yeah. I, I want to say it was Invicta. She fought and she won. She, like, took a hard fight, but she was pregnant. And she didn't find out until after the fight that she was pregnant, which is, like, super sketchy. Like, that's kind of tough, man. Like, can you imagine the kid's born and, like, all the damage you could have been taking? Like, I think it was just too early on in her pregnancy. Yeah. It was that's not my expertise. I don't well, Yeah, she know. probably didn't, you know, she probably had no idea. So it couldn't have been too, yeah. like, developed. That's, like, it's kind of fucked up. I mean, that's that's one thing for sure the guys can say. They don't have that um, that worry on their shoulder. But, I mean, that's still kind of, like, fucked up. Um, but that's my theory. I think that it was that. I think a combination of her being sick and risking losing the title, like, and not getting paid for it, it's like, why, why do it? You know, and I think she got way too much shit for it. Like that's my thing. I think it's because it's a women's division. Like people think that they can shit on her, compared to like Aldo bailing out a bunch of time. Like Aldo bailed out on the fight after the UFC put so much money on it, and he was injured. Okay, whatever. He was injured, but he still bailed out a bunch of fights. So it's like, why would why does Amanda get all that shit? Again, what I think it is is, is you can't prove. If the doctor tells... It's an opinion. It's an opinion. Right. Right. You know, you're saying you feel like this, but we, the doctors can't prove that. They can prove you have an injury. They can prove you have a virus. Well, they can. They prove that she was fine to fight. Right. Which is, you know, it's like they can't sit there and say what's going on in your inner ear. Like, because that's something where unless they do, like, some serious tests, they can't tell. Right. Now, but here's the thing. Even when you're at your worst with your chronic sinusitis, the minute a bell rang, would you no, think? no, dude, no, it's, you can't, you can't, you can barely open your eyes. That's like that's the only thing because I don't know all the specifics. Somebody said like, oh, they saw her having breakfast, she looked fine, whatever. But I mean, she's toughing it out. She's going through a weight cut. She's fine. Look, I spent 11 days straight in Las Vegas in a shitty fucking hotel last year. I would not wish that upon anybody. Like, if you're living in one of those big houses out on the Strip, you're fine. But it's dry, man. It'll fuck with you. I got, like, and actually that happened to me. I got, I was in Vegas for 11 days, came back, and then within 24 hours I had to fly to South Korea for for another gig. And I was sick. I got sick in Vegas. And it was the worst fucking flight of my life. Like, the descent. So I went. Which one? The, to South Korea. Coming back, I was like, okay, I'm fine. But as soon as I landed back, I was like, I couldn't tough it out anymore. It fucking hit me. And then I flew from, uh, I want to say it was Fort Lauderdale or West Palm. I want to say it was Fort Lauderdale. From Fort Lauderdale to Jersey or Newark, whatever. From Newark to Shanghai, Shanghai to Seoul. 
That seems like such a weird way to go. You have to go that way. And why it was a straight flight. Why can't you go West Coast way? I mean, I did go West Coast way. No, not I had to go up to Newark to go to the West Coast. Did you not land in Newark, like in no. California? It was just a straight flight. No. Yeah, what I'm saying is, is I'm wondering if, like, if you book through LAX, like, or whatever, one of those other hubs out there that can take you. You know what I'm saying? It was a super last-minute flight. Yeah, it was yeah, literally yeah. like a last-minute flight. It costs like outrageous amounts of money to get me on that flight. But either way, it doesn't matter. So like from Newark to to Shanghai, on the descent, like I, I was passed out the entire flight. I was sleeping. I was like, I'm going to try and sleep as much as I can to get as much energy into my body as I can to try and sleep it off. I was out, out, out. I think I ate maybe once the, the entire trip. On the descent, as soon as the guy, like the pilot got on saying like we're going like down, my ears started to like just hurt, hurt. The pressure in my head became so bad. I went deaf for a solid hour or two. So when I landed in Shanghai and like the the freaking uh, airport police and everybody's asking me questions, I'm like, it's bad enough I don't speak the language. I can't read your lips and I can't hear it all. So I was just like, ah, sure. Like, whatever they yelled at me, I pretended like I understood, and I just went in. But, like, I, I lost my hearing for, like, an hour. I was, like, scared that I completely lost my hearing. And, like, little by little, it came back. But it was all from the sinus pressure. Right, It's right. no joke. Like, it's it's definitely something. And that's the thing with sinus infections. Because it's so, the blood, uh, the barrier is so thin. Like, the walls inside, you're not, like, your sinuses are so thin, and it's so close to your brain. If you get an infection, like, you're fucked. Like, that's in. Like, you're not getting that out any, like, any easy way, you know? But, so my theory is it's, like, a combination of she was sick. Maybe it might not have been as bad as she said it was. But it was also, like, man, this card is shit. I'm not going to make any money and I'm going to risk losing. Like, I might as well go get paid. And then 214 is a massive card. Or 215, I'm sorry, is a massive card. Like... Is she on that? Yeah, but... Again, Dana promised that he would never let her headline a card, and she's not headlining. Excuse me, she's co-headlining, and now Demetrius Johnson is fighting Ray Borg, which is kind of like a bullshit fight. I don't, I don't trust anything Dana says when he promises. Oh no, he doesn't promise anything. Like he doesn't follow through on any of his shit. But I, I that's my theory. And as much as I love Demetrius Johnson, the Ray Borg fight is a bullshit fight. I think it's somebody else. No. I don't think it's Ray Borg. It's Ray Borg. He, they wanted to give him Dillashaw, and he said, like, no, fuck that. Why is Dillashaw getting, like, a title shot when, I like, Ray Borg is supposed to get the title shot? Which I understand. And he's not going to get any more money if he's fighting TJ Dillashaw or if he's fighting Ray Borg. Because yeah, but you know, he, if, he, if he got pieces of the, of the uh, paper. No, I don't think he was, though. Or no, I'm sorry, he was. Yeah, they did say he was. it would have been his first fight getting points. If I was going to get points, yeah, I'd want Dillashaw over Ray Borg. Even if- I don't think TJ's as big of a... I don't think Dillashaw's as big of a draw as he used to be. No, but he's a, he's he's a, a bigger, bigger draw, draw than, than Ray, Ray Borg. Borg. Yeah, well, that doesn't take that fucking much. But I, I get it. Like, I give him credit because he wants to go the traditional martial arts, like boxing routes, like you fight your way to the top. Well, you gotta go up the ranks. I, I, I guess. I, yeah, and I wish that UFC would fucking do that. I'm so sick of these money fights. Why? Because it makes the rankings mean nothing. 
The rankings don't mean anything. They should, though. Why? Because that's the reason why they have rankings. How do you suppose to know? The reason this person's the number one contender... Right. ...is because he's worked his way up through this through this weight class. Right, but here's why that's bullshit. You have two guys, right, whose styles, like, are completely different from each other. But you know if these two guys fought, it would be an insane fucking fight. It would be an absolute beast of a fight. You know that. Unfortunately... Guy number two is ranked number 30, and the other guy is maybe number four, number three, number two, or whatever, right? No, that, I'm not, what it is, though, is... You don't like guys jumping the line. I don't like guys jumping the line. Either do away with the rankings, because they mean nothing anyways. Right. Or you either have to use the rankings, and that's who's your, that's who you use to, that's who makes fights. Who cares if there's a personal beef? That's what... Dana loves to use the personal beef fights. Well, but that's any like any organization. No, because but because it, it makes money. Right. Don't get me wrong. I understand. I understand the difference and why they do it. What I don't understand is what. The, why have a ranking system if you're not going to use the rankings? Well, that changed it. Like, here's the problem. It takes the legitimacy away from the sport. That's to me what it does. Yes and no. It gave the UFC control. The problem is the UFC dropped the ball on it, and it's like, oh, wait, we fucking control this, and, like, these are the lineups that we're going to give people, right? So it used to be the press. The press didn't know shit about MMA. So it's like, guys, why are you ranking this guy number one? He just lost three fights in a row. Like, when this other guy should be ranked up higher. Like, it was, it was weird because there would be guys with, like, shitty records, that were higher ranked than guys with good records. Okay, well, you can't do that. So then they took it back, and then the UFC is, like, fucked it up, too, because they started putting guys in random spots. Well, maybe maybe MMA... <clears throat> maybe MMA should go to more more traditional ranking system that's put together by coaches and the right, but that's again press. But that's what I'm saying. Like, it's still... Then it ends up going back to, like, okay, wait, so now I gotta wait, you know, two years for someone to get a good fucking fight... Like, come in. I mean, let's be honest. Let's say it was just John Jones, right? It was just John Jones and, and DC, and everybody else sucked. It's like, okay, so you're telling me I gotta watch John Jones and DC constantly go through fucking nobodies until they fought each other, or I can have a fucking bunch of guys working their way up, or doing jumping up. It's like, hey man, this guy came in. Like that even happened with DC. DC came from um, was it Bellator? Right? Strike force. Strike force, yeah. Um, and he went straight up towards like a title shot. I think he had like one or two fights. And then he went up to the title shot. Okay, why? There was other guys that were in the fucking way. I didn't hear him complaining fucking then. Well, he came over as a champion. So. It doesn't fucking matter. Well, no, I, I understand. But his ranking. That's the same That's the same argument that that, uh, that Mighty Mouse is making. He's like, I don't care if he's coming over as a champion. I'd let these guys come up through their ranks. So you're you're literally like just being hypocritical now, because that's what he wants. Now you want the super fight instead of going up the ranks. No, I don't. I, no, no. I'd, I'd rather. Here's the thing: is what I'd rather they do is go up the ranks, but the UFC doesn't do that. That's they, not true. They Look want, at Vulcan. Vulcan Ozdemir is going up the ranks. He jumped from from eleven. To six to five to four. Yeah, but all we need is number seven, the seventh rate guy to, to say something wrong to 
John Jones, and guess who's, and, and they have a Twitter beef, and then it makes it huge, and it brings all kinds of, and who do you think's gonna fight? John Jones isn't gonna fight a number seven guy. He would have. He would have. And the UFC would probably like, unless it was like a super serious beef, well, like look at, look at Conor Cody. McGregor, like a Conor McGregor type beef. He wouldn't sit there and be like, "Yeah, John, let me just go ahead and give you an easy payday and take my fucking money for a shit fight." Look at Cody Garbrandt. Okay. He and was, Dominic. And Dominic. That Cody Garbrandt, I, I think, wasn't even in the top ten or just it just broke the top ten. It was like seven or nine. Yeah, but Cody's a bad motherfucker. Doesn't matter. He's but still. that's different though because Dominic agreed for it, like he went for it. No, I I get it, but what and I'm and that saying, was like a legit beef. But what now? But what I'm saying is, what about everybody in between? Who's in between? Who's in between Cody and, and well, or well, was Dillashaw? Dillashaw for one. Dillashaw. Fuck should... Dillashaw. Dillashaw. Like he, as soon as he fucking lost to Dominic. Because Dominic called him out. That it's was like, a that was a close fight. Dominic I, that, is the was the legit champion. All right. Yeah. TJ didn't win that. He got handed down a bill. Right. So that's the real like truth. But he beat. You know. He, he didn't beat Dominic. No, but he beat not Head and Burrell. Okay. Wow. The guy that couldn't fucking make weight. Yeah, but Head and Burrell's a shit dude, man. Was? I, I'm just, he I'm, was. I'm just saying. What all? All I'm saying is. Either A, get rid of the rankings, or B, follow the rankings. What do you want to see more? Do you want to see awesome fights between two guys that were talking shit to each other, or do you want to see ranking fights? Do you want to sit well, through no. like eight months of shit fights, and maybe some get canceled? Well, it depends. On, well, for me, it, it doesn't really matter. I don't care one way or the other. But it depends on what you value more. Do you value entertainment more or purity of the sport? The purity of the sport goes through the fighting. It doesn't go through the fucking rankings. No, but the purity of work hard, work your way up. Like, think about boxing. You can work hard. Look, don't get me wrong. You can work hard. You can bust your ass. There's tons of guys that work really, really hard and don't end up getting it. Like, their technique sucks. And then there's guys that don't work that hard that sit there and fight and go go up. Look at how John fought. John went up. Like, he took a couple of leaps. He beat Shogun. He fucking came in and destroyed Shogun, and then he goes straight up to like to the title. No, he beat Shogun for the title. That's what I'm saying. Like he goes straight up into the title, and he had what like, and he got one fight where it was uh, where he lost because it was a bad call. That it was wasn't a shit a, call it, by the ref. Well, he got DQ'd for the elbow. It wasn't a bad call. It's just that's what that was what the Man, rules are. Man, that's a bullshit fucking it, call. It's a bullshit rule. Yeah. That's what they got to do. It's not the bullshit call. The call is the call. He had to make that call. That's bullshit. Technically, to me, he didn't lose. He was gonna win. No, that he fight didn't anyway. lose. He didn't lose that fight, but he, the, he that was that was a fight he won. And, but and everybody my knows question, he right. Won. But my but question they did, they to you to is, is change that rule. That that twelve six elbow rule. But here's what like we're going back to the actual point. You, like the ranking is what made boxing boring, right? Because you have to fight your way up the ranks to get to the title shot. Is that the legitimate champion? Yes. I would say you are the legitimate champion because you fought your way up. Unfortunately, like, you can't do that in MMA. Your body, like, there's, like, if you look at all the guys that were on top, they had maybe two or three years where they were just, like, hitting same, a high RPM. Same thing with the heavyweights. Or same Except thing with boxing. Except for, like, Anderson Silva. 
Anderson Silva's like streak was for so long. Even like Mighty Mouse, it, like those guys are so special because they're operating at such a high RPM for so long. Look at what happened to Anderson as soon as he started to lose it. Maybe it was you can't take any more dick pills, but you know, like at the end of the day, it's the rankings are the way to go. Doesn't mean you're gonna get a good fight. Right. So I do you want to watch a good fight or what? do you want to watch a well, ranked fight? I, here's the thing: you may not get a good fight. But you'll have a legitimate person standing at the top of the podium. But see, then again, it's still to me kind of like that's that's bullshit because that's not the way that the UFC started. Do you want to go to purity of the sport of guys fighting like the guys that they want to fight? Well, they didn't have weight classes either. Doesn't regardless. But that's what <laughs> that I'm saying. Regardless, like, regardless of how it started, they didn't have weight classes either. When you that's you know, do you want to see Mighty Mouse versus? You know, Cain Velasquez. You know what I'm saying? It's I just... mean, <laughs> at this point, Mighty Mouse would win because Cain can't stay fucking healthy to save his fucking life. Like, Cain had to like get his fight postponed again because his back's not healthy. So I'll put money on Mighty Mouse. Yes, I want that fight. I'll put that money on Mighty Mouse. He'll legit just like yeah. kick him <laughs> in the knee and just but, be like, I win. But if, if UFC wants to be... Because the whole reason they took the Reebok fucking sponsorship was because they wanted to be viewed at as a legitimate fucking... No, they wanted to show that they could sell to, like, a major sponsor, which is what ended up getting them the yeah, deal with they, WME. Bottom line is they had Burger King. They had... They were getting... They had Harley... They were getting major sponsors. Budweiser. You want to know what the real goal for the UFC was? And I know this from, like, inside information. At one point, their goal was to become a league and it wasn't going to be like any kind of like whatever like NFL like it was going to be a worldwide league which is why they were doing like tough nations where it was like tough China and tough whatever like at the end of the day that's the same reason like there's a couple of things that happen with people coming in with fucking speedos and coming in with fucking board shorts and stuff like they wanted to create a full-on worldwide league where you could sit there and have fights all over, and then you would have a legitimate world champion. There's too man, too much scumbaggery going on yeah, all well, over the well, world. Like to me, if I could build a a company, it'd be rad to have an actual league. So you take the kind of like the IFL was. I enjoyed the IFL, but. Um, say it was, you know, but have it on countries, have the Australian League, the Asian League, the uh, the Eurasian League. So, like, you could have an African, like, have one on every continent. Right. Where they have their own ranking systems, they have their own champions, and... And then at the end, do champions versus champions. Do champions versus champions. You got ten years for one fight to happen? Why would that be ten years for one fight to happen? Because that's how long it would take for someone to climb up the ranks... Then get be a champion, defend that belt, and then go fight against another champion. No, you do a one-year tournament. So you have, you have. Well, eight, that's what you have. Pro, uh, the pro fight league or whatever it's called now, W like the World Series, whatever it is, pro fight league. Like that's what they're doing, and it's a million-dollar fucking uh, contract at the end, or whatever. You got a million-dollar check. I'll take it. Yeah, how's uh, how good is World Series at making decisions? Yeah, exactly. So, like, I get it. I don't disagree with your point of view, but shit doesn't work that way. And that's the stuff that I have to deal with fighters now. It's like, 
if you're dumb enough to think that you got 10 years in you to climb up the ranks, no. it's not going to fucking happen. You're going to hit your peak. You got two, maybe three years of where you can sit there and fucking ride this out. Because not everybody's Mighty Mouse. Not everybody's Anderson Silva. I can go look at even Ronda Rousey. Like, she didn't have that much time. And then she got exploited. Like, everyone's like, oh, that's all I got to do? Done. Like... It, it happens. Like, it happens to everybody. It happens to, like, all the athletes. Like, the fight game isn't easy, man. That's why you get in, you make your money, you get the fuck out. That's why people under... That's, and that's why people are so angry at Conor McGregor, because he's playing it right. Well, they hate him because he's making fucking money, and they're making, making them look stupid, because a lot of fighters are fucking dumb, and they don't fucking get it. They don't get, like, you got to market yourself. Unfortunately, if people go, like, I think that there should be a certain... Um, Union for fighters, but I think if fighters do unionize, it'll be like the worst thing for the sport. Well, I, let me let me. Most of these guys do not understand what business they're in. Not let, let's not not overgeneralize, but yeah, most. I'm, I'm going to tell. I yeah. can tell you this: most of them don't. Yeah, they think they're in the fight business, and they're wrong. No, they're, they're in the show business. They're in the show business, and it starts. That's the kind of stuff that starts as an amateur. You start. You. So as the commentator for XFN, we get we give these fighters sheets to fill out. Yeah. We want them. We tell them, look, this is how we're going to sell you as a fighter. Right. Do you realize how little information these people give us? Oh no, a hundred percent. Everybody uses the same fucking phrases. You're gonna tell me? I was no. doing that shit way before you even started doing it. They gave the sheets that they're giving us two sentences not even sentences they they answer the questions that were asked of them and not all of them yeah and then but you know who's awesome at it huh. is kelly barrington yeah she gets she, it she gets it but what what she does she writes out a whole bio yeah and she attaches it to it and she tells the story that is an easy yeah way she you know yeah, the more I know about you, guess what? The more I can sell you. People yeah. don't... I don't care if you're the greatest fighter on the planet. But it's tough, see, like, because you're you're approaching at it from a, a pro level on people that are at an amateur level. Most of these guys don't have that many fights, and most of these guys aren't even going to be around in two years to fight. Yeah, but, but if you're... Why are they fighting? Most people are fighting the amateur fights because they want to reach the minimum fights that they need to to try and go pro. Right, but why? To make money or to be the best in the world? No, they want to make money. They want to make money and they want to sit there and, like... They're they're choosing the wrong profession if they want to make money. I totally agree with you. I totally agree with you. A lot of people say they like fighting, but then they want to get paid for it and shit doesn't work that way. Like, that's why, like, I did a whole podcast on, like, why you're not going to get sponsored, why you can't get sponsored. And I rip into people for that. But at the amateur level, they have to put on a show because that's how they get attention. Yeah, you, you know? you, even on the pro level, you have to put on a show. But it comes down to like being a good fighter. Like, right, you can't just be a good fighter. Yeah. You have to be, you, look, it's great. But again, you can be the best fighter on the planet. Right. If you have no kind of showmanship, Yeah. no kind of... It's going to take you forever to get up top. Like, yeah, well, if you're a yeah. boring fighter, if like... You're, yeah, nobody, people... So here's the... It comes out of this, and I've told these guys this. And I've, I've, I've yelled at them. I'm like, look, 
this isn't a fight. What this is, this is, this is Greek theater. Yeah, you gotta, you're gonna talk to fighters about Greek theater? Really? Well, well, that, well, Come I, on, guys. I, well here's, here's what it is, is I tell them, look, if what it is is at its base, people want to see two guys fight, but they don't want to just see two guys fight. They want good versus evil. They want to see good triumph over evil. I mean, you can't, yes that's no. Just, that's just what it is. Right. It's, it's, it's well, easier to sell that way. It's easier to sell that way. So I tell these guys, look, either find a way to be the good guy or accept a role as the bad guy. Yeah, but not everybody is a good heel. No, they're not. Regardless, I understand that. But these people don't even try. They think they, they think just I'm just gonna you know let my talking happen in the ring. Yeah. No. Yeah. Well, that's stupid. That's different. That's a whole different argument. Like I don't want to get into now because that's stupid. It's like, oh well, who do you want to fight next? Well, you know I'll fight whoever they want me to fight. Like no dummy. Either you want the, the toughest fight that's gonna give you the most attention, or you want the, like the easiest fucking win. Again, it doesn't come down to like, oh, you want the ranked fight. Like, no, you don't want the ranked no, fight. No, I want, I want, I want. You want to jump up. My goal is that belt. So whatever fight will get me closer to that belt, if not to that, you know, look, you offer me the championship fight tomorrow, I'll take it. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. You know what I'm like, saying? Like at the end of the day, you're here, you're here for a good time, not a long time. So like, you either make it or you don't. I think we're, yeah, we're getting pretty close here. Yeah, we're getting close. You know where you're going? Yeah. All right. I think we should probably wrap this up. We could probably do another one on the way back. Uh, what time is it? Oh, we made pretty good time. 1.30, we left around 11-ish. Yeah, it's pretty good. We're almost in Orlando. Uh, there's a giant storm coming, and I can see Universal Studios from here. Um, but yeah, in the meantime, while we wrap this up, I want to thank everybody for uh, tuning in, uh, people subscribing. I've had more people come up to me and compliment me on the podcast. It means a lot to me, guys. Thank you very much. Um, please take the time to share this with your friends. Uh, post it on Facebook, Instagram. Share the post. Um, be sure to follow Sean, who is also the uh, color commentator for XFN, uh, organization run by Daniel K out here in South Florida. The awesome uh, fights. You guys don't stream all the fights, just most of them. Most of them, but the next yeah. one's going to be rad. Combat grappling only. Yeah, it's going to be a grappling only match with a $1,000, I think, prize? Right, combat grappling. Combat grappling, yeah, yeah but it's a $1,000 cool. prize. $1,000 prize, yeah. yeah. Um, I do a lot of the photographs for XFN. Uh, you can always find them on Facebook as well. Uh, as always, I want to take the time to thank Choke Aloha for sponsoring this podcast. Uh, be sure to check out chocaloha.com and use the promo code Jujitsu Radio. You'll get 10% off your entire order. Uh, I actually just got some. They sent me some some new swag. I got the the reissued tank top that they just pulled out there. Perfect time for summer. So go check them out. Follow them on social media. Follow Sean on social media. Well, what is it this week? It's always changing. No, right? it's not changing. It's okay. at Gorilla Boy BJJ. All right. So follow Gorilla Boy BJJ. How do you spell Gorilla? Same way you do. You don't know. You just type numbers. I'm just, a, I'm just, a, I'm just a monkey <laughs> trying to make it in the world, man. Right. So follow Sean. Please subscribe to the channel. Share it. Uh, it's on iTunes and SoundCloud. And uh, I'll be back Monday. I will have a special guest. A uh, 
Glory Kickboxing Champion said he's planning on joining us. I don't want to spill too many beans, but uh, keep an eye out for that. So thank you guys for tuning in, and we'll catch you next time.